Welcome to the Urban Wine Club podcast. Pour a glass, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, for another fantastic sip clip brought to you by Urban Wine Club. I am Ari, and with me is one of my favorite people. Sometimes I like him, sometimes I don't, but he's definitely one of my favorite people. Foti, what's up, man? Ari, how you doing, brother? I'm pretty good. Uh, I'm actually uh, very interested and excited about the topic we have today, because when you first brought it up, I was I'm pretty... What is it? You were like WTF? Yeah. Ex- well, yeah, pretty much, because <laughs> I'm, I'm very not familiar. I, I don't know much about it, as usual. And you are here to educate. And But this is, this is a topic Topic that I'm actually pretty interested in. So well, why don't you uh, take over and give us some insight into what we're going to be talking about today? Absolutely, Ari. So you know we're we've you know we're on this um, trend of eating clean, drinking clean, looking for organically produced products, biodynamic produced wines, and yep. so on. Because you know we we want to take time in what we put into our bodies. So at the same token, though, did you know that taking it a step further? And this pertains mainly to white wines, not so much to whites and rosés, but not so much to reds as much, right? But well, I'm gonna you, I'm gonna ask you about that, but good to know. But I'm gonna ask you a, a little bit more later. So, if you are uh, an individual that goes by a, a specific regimen on what you want to eat, so if you consider yourself a vegan or a vegetarian and you enjoy drinking wine, unfortunately, you cannot drink certain or most white wines if you tend to be vegan that's that like i never even thought so what is that about that what is that what is that when you hear that what does that mean if you're i'm if like you're what, what vegan, did you, you can't drink white wine you squeeze the cow into one of these bottles like what does that mean well you know you're on the right track so <laughs> so the process with white wine is is um a little different and unknown to 99.9 percent of wine consumers that in order for white wine to get its clarity and its crispness it is actually filtered with animal byproducts. Oh my God. I never, ever even heard of that. But we're going to get even more deep into this. So during the filtering process, there are different agents that winemakers will use to turn their white wine into a crystal clear um, result. So a couple of agents that they use is uh, they'll use the protein of cow's milk that actually is used in the in the filtering process really what happens is yeah it breaks down certain compounds in the wine and those compounds fall to the bottom of the uh, barrel to create that clarity and they also use uh, um, fish bladder oh geez <laughs> that actually is and I don't want to get too technical but I'm just gonna <laughs> give you the, the, the you know the general the general overlook here of what happens um, or what's being used I should say so because of that this process technically if we're putting animal byproduct into it you're consuming it so you're you know it, it can, technically can be offered to someone who practices being vegan so do you think a lot of vegans are aware of this no so if i get some uppity vegan who's in my face and i want to take them down a peg could i tell them you're not even really vegan man you drink white wine you could do that if you wanted to be that <laughs> that person. But, but could, um, I, could I could I honestly ask you: Is the whole purpose of this just for the aesthetic look of the correct. wine? Um, wow. yeah, well, well, wait, yeah, aesthetic and also a little bit of its crispness. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But but number one is aesthetics. So think about this: 
if you didn't filter the wine, it would be slightly cloudy. So imagine purchasing a bottle of white wine that looks cloudy. Yeah, because of what we're conditioned to know and see, that might be a little weird. Right. But, you know, maybe we should be here to change that notion. And I'm sure that, you know, through all of the Instagram pages and posts that we go through and we follow, um, there is a movement of natural wines. There is a movement of unfiltered wines. So uh, to keep it very basic to our folks and to our audience is that if you want to consume or try white wine that uh, uh, avoids being filtered with animal byproducts is always look for wines that have on the label that say unfiltered. So if it's unfiltered, then it's vegan friendly. But filtered always means animal product? Uh, it, 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 well, they're not going to disclose that. So if, but if not, you want to be safe, it has to be unfiltered. Yeah. Look, it has to be, look for it on the label, um, that it says unfiltered. Um, there are actually some, you know, small producers around the world that practices this through all of their existence. They don't, they don't bother to label that unless you like dig deep and learn about these producers. But for the most part, there are, uh, producers that are making it a point that they're putting it on their label, that it's unfiltered. So, yeah. So the point that we're trying to make here is that um, if you're if you want to take your approach a step further into sourcing completely clean uh, organic sustainable wines um, look for the unfiltered aspect as well now not to confuse you pop up 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 but that's not hard to do we are big fans of biodynamic wines right mm-hmm. yeah. but here's a here's a curveball is that biodynamic wines cannot be vegan friendly Okay. What, okay. Do you, what, what does that mean? I get, well, the way I was explained to me is that because most biodynamic producers actually include and ground up animal bones into their fertilizing and when they actually lay out their, the dirt for the new season. Oh, all right. Hold on one second. <laughs> so wait a minute. Like, I mean, how strict is this term now, vegan? Like, if if a grape grows in soil that has ground up animal bone byproducts, it, yeah, the can't animal, be considered vegan. Well, the animal byproduct actually gets transferred into the vines and blah blah blah. I'm very curious, and I mean, if there's anybody out there listening or watching this, feel free to chime in, like send us a message, comment, or whatever. But like, how strict are you as a vegan? where that is something that you will avoid or is it like as a vegan are you like eh, it's technically blah 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 right well i mean it depends on you as an individual but yeah yeah it's just a peace of mind that at the same token for me i look at it a little differently i like it to be clean clean meaning that it doesn't need these additional agents to make the wine look better so that i can consume it i've begun to enjoy over time the complex and unique textures of unfiltered natural wines, even though to the average individual, those flavors and textures could be pretty abrasive. So if you're not familiar and you're not savvy with the true vegan wine, you're saying that it, you, it could come off as harsh? Harsh um, in the beginning. It's, you know, it's almost like it, uh, it's very, they're, they're more acidic. Um, they have um, gripping textures. Gripping is that sensation when you drink wine, it, you get it kind of on the, on the end of the finish of your palate. It feels almost like a velvety texture. Not velvety, because velvety is more inviting, but more like a grip. Something is gripping. Like sometimes I'll drink here and there a wine and like, it's almost like I need to drink some water because it feels like right. it's getting like tight or something. But I've realized over time, my palate has adjusted to these natural vegan unfiltered wines that 
I enjoy that sensation, and I and I and I seek it out of every sip. I haven't tried any. Hopefully, oh, gonna... yeah, I was gonna say. Hopefully, you you have some for me to try. But I feel like it's something that I could get on board with. Maybe not like the first glass, but I think that um, it will be in in the in the um, in the sense of when we're in good company. That's when you'll enjoy it the best. So I think I think you need to be with company to to begin exploring and enjoying these wines. You know, I <laughs> I love that phrase. Like we always talk about how environment atmosphere affects wine and i love that you said if you're in good company you could start to enjoy it. like that's mm-hmm. that's it, it's like it doesn't logically make sense but it is true you know what i mean so that's it's like wine's I mean. wine if you're alone if you're with people it's it's wine but it's true you, you you sometimes need to be in that atmosphere to enjoy something for the first time or something that may kind of hit you uh, in a different way that you're not expecting or you're not used to right no absolutely so you know we um we all, we're always trying to bring to light um our own approach perspective and our and our opinion but there's always a place for every wine. I think these are wonderful wines. Um, it's just that they need to be understood. So our goal here is to understand them. I, I just want to mention that I, I did open a, and I'm, I'll give a little plug for this um, uh, natural wine that we're drinking. Um, it's a Portuguese white wine from a very small producer. Turn your background off. That, yeah, let me, I'll, I'll speak a little bit about it, and then I'll turn the back, background uh, of Santorini. How... Unless we, we we don't have that on the shopping cart. Do no, we? it's just, it, this is like a very rare bottle, but I just wanted to give an example. Like, okay. This is, this is a natural orange wine from Portugal. Um, and again, back to what's orange wine. It's basically white wine with, with lots of skin contact. When white wine is fermenting with the skins in the vats, that means that the skins um, will change the color and texture of the white wine. So they take on this like orangey, darker color. I mean, so so skin contact. I'm going to, as you talk, I'm going to actually for for the for the the visual. I'm going to take off my background so that you can see how the unfiltered aspect of this wine looks like. Okay. You can speak as I grab a nice glass. Well, I was going to say, this really has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but skin contact is what makes orange wine orange and also what makes rosés rosés. Correct. So how, why is one considered orange and why is one considered rosé? Is it what makes... Because, because white wine, I'm sorry, orange wine is from white skin, white grapes. Rosés are from red grapes. Okay, okay, okay. Good. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, thank you. All right, so let me pour a little more. So here we go. I'm pouring this orange wine. And if I put up close, you see how cloudy yes. and uh, you know hazy it looks? So this is natural orange wine. That's white grapes that have been produced into wine with the skins in it and no filtering whatsoever. Yeah, definitely. You could tell that is a cloudy. It I looks like make, a really cloudy white wine. I could make stick in this for like lemonade in a glass, <laughs> right? But but it's, it, I mean, it looks it looks inviting to me. I don't know. If, well, that I'm well. Most folks would think this is weird, but we want to get past the weirdness because things that might be weird on the outside and to, to be very delightful on the inside. So these have very um, strong aromas, and again, the textures are very dense very dense it just covers your palate completely a long finish not too much acidity kind of on the rounder side but from 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 the description i feel like i'd like that wine no you would love it as yeah. a, you're, you're a red wine drinker yes and because red wines have textures and they're bold and they have 
depth, orange wines have similar attributes like red wine minus the red flavor. That's all right. I, I, I'm sold. I want to try it. It looks like something that I would definitely enjoy. One of the questions that I had in my head since the beginning that I want to ask you before we, we finish up is um, you said the whole vegan thing with the animal byproduct filtering, blah, 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 is mostly for white wines. When or does it ever apply to red wine? You, it depends on the winemaker. If they're all about the natural process, um, cer- certain red wines might go through a filtering process for for textures as well. Okay. But it's done very seldomly. Rosés and sparkling wines uh, also go through a filtering process as well. Okay. So um, if you're not a fan of fish bladders or um, other various uh, milk proteins... I like my fish bladder straight up. Right. <laughs> but they're actually use they're coming up with other um, tactics to filter wine without animal byproducts. Oh, that's so they're, they're working on that as well. It, I mean, it makes sense, right? You know, technology moves forward. People want to get more strict with what they put in their bodies. It, right. it makes two plus two equals four. So, wow. I, I honestly, I didn't know much about that. And I really didn't know that any vegan who's drinking lots of white wine without thinking about it, that they technically... So now because we've done this segment, every time you meet someone who says I'm vegan, are you going to ask them if they drink white wine? Yeah, because I'm one of those people <laughs> that wants to cause trouble. So yes, but first no, I'm going to see if they're if they're cool. I won't bro- I won't bother. But if they're you know those annoying types, I'm going to go right in. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, there you have it, Ari. Unfiltered wine, or AKA vegan wine. Yes, that's that's awesome. Awesome information. Very interesting. I never knew. Hopefully a lot of people out there learned something new. But yeah, I, that, that's a pretty fascinating subject. And the, the world of wine has been fascinating and it continues to fascinate us. Absolutely. And you will be here to guide us through. So we thank you for that, Foti. And nice to see you. Thanks for the right. time. Thanks everybody out there for listening and watching. And stay tuned for the next Sip Clip. We're doing a whole new series coming soon, right? With Dr. Susanna Hoffman. Sips and dips are coming very soon. So, you know... Uh, be on the lookout for it. Uh, very fun, informative. And if you uh, think Fati is informative, wait till you hear Dr. Susanna. She is off the hook. Off the charts in my book. <laughs> She's awesome. She is super awesome. Like every time, if you just, if we're just saying hi to her, like she'll fill in with some crazy information of where hi came from. I'll, I'll just tell real quickly. Every time we listen to Susanna, I like want to be a better person about <laughs> the way I live because she'll bring a lot of things to light. She'll help us understand who we are as people and what or how we should be living based on her research as a renowned global uh, accredited anthropologist. Um, she will bring a lot to the table for us. She's going to give us fun facts, easy ways to make uh, quick dishes that are flavorful and pair well with the wines that we're going to uh, recommend. And we're going to learn, educate, and be better. So stay tuned for our sip clips. Stay tuned for the sips and dips and a lot of other stuff we're doing. So just, uh, you know, connect with us, get on social media, get on our app, and you'll be the first to know of all these things. So thank you so much, everybody, for watching and listening. And we will see you next time. Thank you, Foti. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.